0: Hey, Chasers. Welcome back for part two of our conversation with Fred Minnick. Feel free to dive in here or check out part one if you want the full story. Enjoy. Hey, Cast Chasers. Christina here. We'll start the show in just a moment. But first, we wanted to tell you about a new award-winning four-grain straight bourbon whiskey that's been taking the market by storm, Penelope Bourbon. Penelope's balanced yet flavorful taste profile comes from a unique blend of three bourbon mash pills. Currently available in three expressions, four grain, barrel strength, and toasted, Penelope is remarkably smooth and flavorful. So whether you're sipping neat or using it in your favorite cocktail, Penelope is perfect for you. Penelope Bourbon is available in select markets as well as online at PenelopeBourbon.com.
1: What's up everybody, this is Fred Minnick, pour a dram and settle in, this is the Cast Chasers podcast, giddy up.
2: i guess I guess my point is i yeah I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to pick a fight, maybe aren't I you I don't know', you know I, you're right? a Mar- <laughs> dude you're you're a marine, you're like <laughs> in there like you're, I he know does, you does, guys yeah, he doesn't yeah. know how not to yeah 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 i I, I do like seeing new things come into people's cabinets that i thought otherwise they wouldn't drink so the barrel series you know with these really unique you know um, finishes and everything that's the kind of thing that i dig because it's something new and something different And it's not your typical straight laced bourbon it it, there's a little more to it and people are accepting it and that's kind of what i like seeing people They don't have a platform. They don't have a show. It's not their job, quotation mark, to to try everything. It is ours. Sure, right. Um, but I like going in someone's house where all they had was A, B, and C,
3: and now there's a D on the shelf, and I'm like, well, that's
2: cool. You're trying something new and different. I like
3: that. And 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 that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is one of my favorite things that we see that we get is somebody sending us a message on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and they're like, hey. I listened to your show because so-and-so a family member or whatever uh, who's into whiskey um, told me I should listen to it. It's really approachable. I was never into whiskey and I went and tried this thing and it, you know, it was really it was really great, and I've really found a way to enjoy it. Whereas before, I I never would have touched a bourbon, a scotch, a whatever. And it, it it's not going to be anything. Uh, most of the time, it's not anything mind blowing. It's a a, a a larceny or a, a Johnny Walker Black or or something or like that. Ball or fight. Well, okay, um, but they. The and but even e- honestly even in that case it, aaron are you a fireball fan is that what i get from that wow, you no know? i i it, it has its place <laughs> we'll put it that way i i think they're a cor- i think they're as a company are amazing oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. But, it's I mean, not my daily drinker <laughs> tastes like that. I, I will but, tell
1: you i re- i respect fireball because they're not they're not diluting a a brand like jack daniels which is this iconic right. brand and then they have like Jack fire and honey and all that stuff. So I actually respect fireball. Yeah, I do. They, they,
3: they they know they, they do what they do and they do it well. Right. And it's Canadian Um, whiskey, by the way, it's Canadian whiskey. It's not, it's not American whiskey or bourbon. Technically Canada is part of America, but just (laughs) literally just seeing somebody who's reaching out to us and saying, Hey, you had an impact on me Mm -hmm. and I decided to try this and it's something I never would have done. And I like it and I'm interested to learn more now. Like that—that's well, some of my favorite stuff so, to say. That, I we mean, had, that's
1: beautiful. But in two years, they're going to write you and say, "Like, well, uh, you are now an asshole because my wife is divorcing <laughs> me because I have spent all of our and inheritance money." <laughs> um, get them on the show. You know, we'll, yeah.
2: be, we'll be a Maury. radio. We'll be a Maury like uh, podcast. Jerry Springer of whiskey podcast. I—I I, I have been
1: asked to. Um, there've been. There's a lot of divorces where. A bourbon collection comes up and I have been asked to uh give the value of them. I was like, no,
2: I ain't touching that wow.
1: with a 10 foot pole. We I have never even
0: thought about that before, but I I know some people who have, you know, like we have a friend. Tens of thousands of yeah of
2: cash chasers who live mm-hmm. that just happened to. He's oh. a big a lot of money, a lot of whiskey, just got divorced, and now that's he they're selling it. His friend reached out to us. It's and was an like, asset. Hey, We're having a uh we're having a little, um, what do you call it, when you come to the house and buy all their
3: stuff. auction. Well, like an estate state sale. And he's like, yeah. and we... Well, he's, what
2: not, dead. Got
1: he's not dead, though, right? He, uh, he, he has might to be pay after her this. or something. Because if all he's all dead. So
3: really bad at words.
1: It's estate sales when they're dead. Like, it'd be a yard well, sale if not. All right.
2: Well, he's dead inside. But that's <laughs> so so let's pick on... I don't want to say pick on either, but I don't want to pick... I don't want to challenge Fred. So you had a, recently on your show... You tried a $30,000 60 year um, single malt and yeah, hold, on, hold on, you should reach behind you and grab it and make us all look stupid.
1: See, there you said up.
0: there's no Grant. organization, Grant. but that was he prompt just reached back
2: there.
1: Well, you and, know what? This one I, I, I keep behind me for some, like the little bottles, like stay behind me.
2: Mm-hmm. Those
1: are some barrel picks. And it just, uh, this
2: one has just stayed. Yeah. Glenn Grant, 60 year old. Yep, I don't have on me. Let me check my wallet. I'm wearing sweatpants, so I don't have thirty grand <laughs> on me right now. Is I'll spot you. Are you? Do you find most of the time? I don't know how to word this right. Um, Is the ROI there? Is on on something like that? I mean, and we don't have to pick on a thirty thousand. That's well a little look, outside the uh, full saying,
1: full, dis, full disclosure. As I disclose on, like you know, I get samples and right, right, you yeah. know, Campari. Campari sent me that sample, uh, you know, from Glenn Grant and. Uh,
2: you but know, I'm saying I, everyday consumer, should they go out and buy, should they go out and spend a thousand dollars on a Yamazaki 18 if they see it on the shelf? I mean, is there ROI there? I mean, I love it and I have my own opinions. I'm well, you're not going your to,
1: you, it, and if your, if your goal is to sell it, you know, which is where an ROI kind of comes in, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, whiskey from, from that perspective is, is very hot. And, you know, I've given a lot of interviews with, with, uh, people over the years about investing into whiskey. And the, the numbers do not lie that the return rate, um, if you sell it down the road, is higher than, uh, than gold. The, uh, what the one thing that is, is not showing is that that is the here and now. 10, 15 years, I think it will still be that way, but I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I know that, I know that gold is not going away at some point, whiskey, the whiskey craze will, will dip. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. So would you look at ROI from an investment perspective, I, I advise not to, I'm a, I'm a like, you know, drink it with friends kind of guy. Right. So, so like a take I take
0: the action figure off the shelf. And you brought up it. divorce
2: and I just, I sunk all my life savings into whiskey and I just, anyway, yeah. I was trying to put two and two together. I guess I made the wrong decision. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I it, it's, uh, the
1: ROI, let's just say, like, is like—is it, it—is—is whiskey ever worth that kind of money? Well, mm. um, subjective, yeah. So, so let that Glenn Grant, sixty-year-old—you know—I mean, it's already been uh, selling at auction for sixty thousand dollars. So, yes, for the people who have private planes, absolutely—that's their—that's their jam. That's what they want. I mean, they—they they also want to eat. Uh, they're also the reason why. You know, certain birds get eaten that are endangered. You know, there's a reason why there's still an ivory trade. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, those those kinds of people uh, often want, um, you know, high, highfalutin, hard to get stuff. And that's that's a part of of society that I don't belong to, but they exist and they very much want a 30 to 100 thousand dollar bottle of whiskey. Now for the everyday person, you know, more in my league, um, you know, uh, uh, to me, we don't have to spend more than $60 in American whiskey to, to find incredible flavor profile. And I don't think you have to go look any further than things like, uh, old Forester 1920, uh, rare breed both of which have defeated in my blind tastings uh, members of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection uh, and numerous limited edition products. There's also a factor in American whiskey uh, that's very well known. It's called source whiskey or contract distillation. These are companies that do not own uh, the rights to a still or they don't own the actual whiskey. They purchase the whiskey from wholesalers. Uh, or or middle buyers or brokers, whatever you want to call them, or sometimes directly from a distillery. And they trade, the, they trade on wholesale receipts and they get actual barrels from someone else. So the distillery, say it's Jim Beam um, or MGP, is getting the money. They're getting money from the barrels that uh, they no longer have the cost of the bottling and the marketing associated with it. So for them, it's just straight injection into the profit machine. And the people who get it, they're paying a higher rate for those barrels, and so in order for them to make money after they go through all the costs of the bottle, the marketing, uh, the packaging design, all that, they have to jack up the price in order to make any profit. So they have uh, the bottle that's on the shelf that's two hundred dollars. They may very well have like uh, eighty dollars into that bottle, you know, mm-hmm. and and that two hundred dollar price point. You have to remember, they don't get that $200. They sell to the wholesaler at $100. The wholesaler sells it to the retailer for $150. and the retailer sells it to you for $200. So the three-tier system is set up where the distillery in this, in this model, you know gets, you know, they, they, if they play it right, they can get the most. But if you are a source purveyor, it is diff. It's difficult when you don't control it. Now, the plus side to that is when everything drops, uh, when the bubble pops, you know they're not stuck with uh, a still and um, all of these barrels that nobody wants anymore. All that and overhead, so, yeah, yeah. So that so they don't have the overhead. So they're building a brand, and the when when acquisitions come, uh, history has proven that uh, the larger companies are more interested in acquiring a brand than they are facilities, but uh, unless it's the right facility, but you know, at any rate, you know, in terms of what goes into your pocket, like if you take a look at something like four rows of single barrel. Okay. So this is a private pick, but if this was just a general 100 proof uh, four rows of single barrel, this is uh, $35 to $50, depending on what market you're in. If you were to take this, put it in a different bottle, uh, call it limited edition,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which you could, and you could then sell it for $150. But today, it's on the shelf under the Four Roses label for $35, 50 And you just cannot beat the value that you have on Four Roses, single barrel, Old Forester, 1920, uh, Rare Breed. And I'll even throw in some that, you know, you got to be in a mood for sometimes, but they're they're in a the rotation for, for my household. Like Woodford Reserve, uh, Evan Williams, even Jim Beam White Label. There we but, go. You know, even basic old everyday Jim Beam White Label. You know, when I look at like value, Knob Creek, nine-year-old, 100 proof is is like thirty bucks, forty bucks, depending on your market. It's delicious. And, and you're like again, if you put that in another you you we actually do have data of this exact product being bottled at at six years old and being sold for 150, 175 dollars. People are doing that right now because there was a lot of old Jim Beam stuff that went up on uh, on on the wholesale side. So I mean, some of this is Pete. There is a mentality in just American consumership that the more you spend, the better you get, and you um, know, unfortunately, you can't break away from that. I've witnessed it thousands of times. Yeah, and and like those, uh, there's so much value here that if you if you wanted to just live off that all day long, could. But I'll tell you. Like I, I've written for a lot of like uh, luxury magazines and they say, we want something that's $5,000. I'm like, but this is better than the one that's $5,000. Don't care. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have rich consumers and that's what they want. I'm like, well, this is stupid.
0: So, <laughs> so this, that, this conversation actually brings up another question I had for you and it, it harkens back to something you mentioned when we were first getting started. So with you kind of coming into the whiskey industry from a different perspective, that of a journalist really, Mm -hmm. and not the people that are putting their blood sweat and tears into the distillation or brand development process or anything i'd love to get your thoughts on some of the observations you've made about this industry that maybe Mm -hmm. the everyday consumer or somebody who's new to whiskey or you know very experienced in just enjoying the spirit wouldn't know because it's so easy for us to get swept up in the more romanticized you know version of it the deets yeah
4: Hey everybody, Joshua Hatton with Impex Beverages here once again with you, once again with my wife. Hi. Hi. Hi-da.
3: Hi-da.
4: Hi-da.
3: Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> I keep on offering you whiskey.
3: Yeah, I wish you wouldn't.
4: Yeah, and that, I'm kind of getting that now.
3: Uh-huh.
4: Can I offer you a rum?
3: Yes, you can. Okay.
4: So the rum that I have in hand right now is called Blacktop. Mm. Yeah. It's delicious. Okay. Yeah. It's bottled at 46.2% alcohol. Okay. All right. It's non-chill filtered. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know what that means? No. That's okay. We could just move on. Okay. Just just know that it means it's keeping it more pure. Okay. All right. There's no additives. We don't add any sugar to the rum either. Phew. Right? That's good news. Yeah. Right? And it's one of those rums that if you're a whiskey drinker like myself, Mm -hmm. you could just sip and Bob's your uncle- Happy days all day.
3: That sounds fantastic.
4: If you're not a whiskey drinker like I am, Mm -hmm. maybe a bit more like yourself. Yeah, sure. You might want to put this into a drink. Yeah. Maybe make a little daiquiri out of it.
3: I would love that.
4: Should I go make us a couple of black-tot daiquiris right now?
3: That sounds fantastic. Yes, please. Cheers, babes. Cheers.
1: Well, I I will say right now that the... uh, the the marketers love love the industry right now because you know what they what they put out can be bought hook line and sinker and uh, people like me don't there's not many of us left and there's not a lot of people out there asking questions you do however have very um, very well followed people who grab a bottle and take a picture of it next to a steak or something like that and that's awesome it's great. But that's that is that is as much leading to bottle sales as like a uh, a critic or a or someone who is like talking about how something is made, and it is right now. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen I have seen the the brands dictate what people put in print, uh, what people write about. I mean, there's a reason why I'm independent. There's a reason why I am no longer affiliated with uh, any, any prominent uh, magazine anymore. I've, I've decided to do my own thing, uh, educate people how I see fit. But I mean... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna follow someone's like uh, rules that happen to be really in line with with the marketing strategies of the distilleries. I'm just not going to do that. There is, marketing will always win in this industry. It will always win. Biggest thing that you can do to advance your knowledge is learning how to like read a label, and looking for little things like where is something distilled, you know. If you can see where something is distilled, then you know what it is. You know, like this is this is Smoke Wagon, and it says distilled in Indiana right there on the back. You know, there's an actual federal law that states that you have to do that. Now, if you do a little homework on Smoke Wagon, you'll learn that they do their own blending process. They do their own distillation. They have, they have a diff- very different procedure than, say, someone... Who is buying straight from uh, a distillery, but it gives you there's just a lot of education there. Um, But, you know, some years ago and even to to this day, you'll find something that says it's uh, made in Alabama. It's Alabama style. Well, it's interesting because it says it's distilled in Indiana or Tennessee or Mm -hmm. Kentucky. So how the hell is it? Alabama? You know, I mean, or something is uh, from Mississippi and it's a blend of uh, a a Mississippi distillate and something from Indiana. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. And always drink what you like. But I, I just think that at some point, at some point, you have to you have to educate yourself on, on what's going out there. And if you like it, that's fine. But let's just have some transparency around it. And we, we do have more transparency today than we did when I started. But it's the it's starting to swing back to where we were and marketing is starting to be more powerful than ever. And so like in some of the things that I'm doing, like in blind bourbon, I'm teaching people how, how to taste and like what to look for, uh, but also giving just a little short history. But I, you know, it, I don't know, there's, there's a lot. Also, the distillers like to sue each other. You know, that's, that's another thing that's kind of inside baseball. They always talk about how they all like each other, but they sue each other all the time. Uh, they, also trade the with, show. <laughs> they also trade with. They also trade with within each other's ranks. Uh, you know, so there will uh, there will be, and this is never for public record. It's never out there. But like you know, uh, Brown Foreman will send off you know barrels to Jim Beam, and Jim Beam will send off barrels to someone else. I mean, there's like a there's a whole like circuit of trading on uh, wholesale receipts. Uh, when someone's too high and someone's too low, like they, there's a lot of weird shit that happens, um, in American whiskey. And, uh, the, the one brand, the irony of all this is the one brand that is as true today as it was uh, a long time ago is probably the one that is best for spinning a yarn. And that's makers Mark. I mean, makers Mark hasn't changed a damn thing, uh, since they started, um, they are so stubborn about changing. That when they expand, they don't even uh, change their still out. They just they replicate the steel and then they will punch holes and bend the pieces of metal to represent the original steel that they're they're imitating. And so like like makers Mark has got thought of as just like this red dripping wax, but there's like so much that goes into it. And I swear if makers would ever put out like a cash drink 12 year old. They would just they would they would flip American whiskey pallets upside down and nobody but nobody would want anything else. Like their whiskey is so good, well aged, but they you know, there's not as not as much money there in volume uh and with the twelve year
2: old. <laughs> and you can find with makers, I mean, really inexpensive. I mean, the forty six is, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this Everything, anyway it's all good. So that's a lot of the bigger name. What do you think? And I know we're coming to an end here, but what do you think of your quick opinion? on the new movement of up and coming, I guess they hate to be called craft distillers, um, small distilleries, craft distilleries, local distill. I mean, they, they're almost following, and this is nothing new, but I always like to get people's opinion, especially in your position. They're almost following that craft beer route in a way. And we have a lot of friends in the up that group. And some of them, like I said, don't want to be called craft. And I apologize to those people, but you know what I'm trying to say. Those mm-hmm. small up and coming pop-up distilleries.
1: Well, you know, you're protected by by the federal code like they actually have federal definitions of craft. And I would say if someone doesn't like that term, then then you need to pay full excise tax. Uh, Mm
2: -hmm. uh, So if you don't if you don't like
1: that, you know, then pay the full excise tax. But you are uh, by by federal definition with what's coming off. You're still you're either craft or you're not. And uh, I I think that um, the the world of. of, of craft whiskey has penetrated what we think of, of whiskey and, and like it has, and they have in their marketing efforts have built their own followings, which has created more, more fans of American whiskey. And you won't, you won't find a better example of this than, than the American single malt movement. I mean, there's not a technically a definition for that yet on the federal code. They're working on that constantly and they're arguing about it all the time but uh, but american single malt to me is one of the purest uh of american whiskey and it is uh it is such a wonderful thing to see because it's truly american you know it's like it's just like we don't give two fucks about anything else we're going to do how we want to <laughs> do it you know and that's what american single malt is and they have built a following westward uh westland uh balconus um you know, Brands like that have built their own followings, their own way, and it is something that I think is is indicative of, of American whiskey. Um, and so craft, when they have created their own styles, have in the beginning struggled, but today they're being rewarded. Today, if you're creating a style that's meant to be similar to Kentucky, now you struggle. And so mm. we are starting to see it flip. You know, I got I I, I was kind of looking around my office of thinking about what I wanna what I wanna sip later, and the you know a couple things that I gravitated toward were were smaller brands, uh, a Liberty Pole High Rye Bourbon. I want to taste that. I don't see what that's all about. And then uh, a Spirits of French Lake. Uh, I mean, they have so many brand names. I can't see what that one is. It says. Something about Kasha, but those are those are craft brands. That, uh, that are new into, to my office, and I'm looking forward to tasting them. And I'm surrounded by everything in the world in my office, and those are the two things that I want to taste. And it's because there's something new. When I taste these, these new styles, these new bourbons, these, these new grains, I am, finding, I am finding flavors that challenge my palate. You know, When I taste four roses, I love it. I know what to expect. You know It very yeah. rarely. Yeah, challenges my palate. It's it's. Yeah, I know what it is. When I taste uh, a a peated rye from Liberty Pole, my palate's just like what what what. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like I I am challenged. Uh, and and I look forward to those moments. But that doesn't mean that when it's time for me to enjoy a dram, that's what I'm picking. But you have to understand the my role is not drinking; it's tasting. And, and it's like, um, there is a flavor out there for everybody in American whiskey. And up until, up until the last five years, that flavor has always been either Jack Daniels or a Kentucky bourbon. Mm. Now that these flavors are on the verge of giving us, um, a true terroir across the country.
3: Awesome. Awesome. I, so before we're, and we're sort of coming to the end of our time. But um, I wanted to, number one, say that I can 100% relate to that. Uh, the other night I was in a Zoom meeting and I had just happened to grab a uh, small brand American single malt just like to pour into a glass, like not really thinking. And the entire Zoom meeting that I was having, all I could think about was the whiskey that I was drinking. Which one was it? Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was an old line. Old line. Um, old, old line spirits. Yeah. Out of Baltimore, um, and it was an American single malt small brand, and I was totally pulled away, really, from the Zoom call, and that's all I could think about. Um, their Madeira thin, their Madeira cast
1: finish was in my top one hundred.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah, they they texted us. Excited. Yeah, they did text
2: us. <laughs> we texted them back and said,
3: "Yeah, yeah, it's that good." Um, I want uh, right right before I, we sort of wrap up here, I wanted to. And I'm not going to say a whole lot about it other than people should go read it. Recently, uh, uh, an article of yours popped up. It was on like parents.com or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, just about Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just healthy ways to talk to your children about uh, whiskey, whiskey consumption, and just being responsible there. I'm not going to say a whole lot about it because I want people to go read it. But I mean, between the three of us sitting here, we've got eight kids between the three of us. Oh, and, that's a thought. Yeah. And I, found, I, found, I, I was sitting over here counting on my fingers. I'm like, dear God. So gross. Um, but um, I would, we'll put a, a link to it in our show notes to that sure. particular article. Um, go read it. Um, and everybody, everybody go read it. I think it's just a really healthy look at how to talk about alcohol consumption, especially with, when you're a whiskey enthusiast, a bourbon enthusiast, a really healthy way to uh, present it to your kids, talk about it to your kids, um you know how it's make make it not taboo really and just have a real conversation um, you
1: know and it, it's something that um we i i'm a i'm a transparent person and i try to be like uh very you know my wife and i we talk about everything and like and and, and it's gone toward our children as well and you know, we'll be at, we'll be at having dinner and someone will come up to me and ask me about a bourbon Uh, or we'll be at a basketball game and the Louisville mayor will come up to me asking me, uh, about a bourbon event he wants to do or something. And so like he, you know, my son has just kind of seen that over the years. And so we, we have, it's integrated in our, in our home. And, and like, you know, yesterday, my, my three-year-old was drinking milk out of a, out of a branded glass and mm. it's just like, I mean, half the glasses in our house are branded. Right. right in, <laughs> yeah. And so I have to, you know, we, we just were very open and upfront about it. But also I, I think the most important thing is, is like alcohol can be dangerous. Yes. And and if you're under 21 it is absolutely dangerous. So we, we talk about that more than anything. Um, and, and that is the, that's, that's the real truth is like, um, is like you're, we look at this as enthusiasm, but it's a regulated controlled substance mm-hmm. and and it bothers me when I see kid you know kids in like uh, you know bourbon photos like holding a bourbon or something like in some of these groups, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is like to me that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know so I, I think there is there is something inherently beautiful about bourbon and sharing, but you also have to know the limitations and kids. You know, should not ever touch it.
3: Awesome. Know? Well, uh, Fred, before we go, uh, just, you know, a quick plug from you. People that are just kind of getting interested in you uh, don't uh, want to follow sort of your journey and all of that. Where can folks find you? Keeping in mind, this episode will actually probably come out sometime within the next four to six weeks. Sure. Um, where, where can people follow you and just sort of see what's, what's, what's new with you and what do you want to talk about?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I do a lot,
3: <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it. uh, but you can go to fredminnick.com to find most of it on social media. You can just find me for Fred Minnick. I'm the blue check mark. Uh, there's a lot of people who impersonate me from time to time. Uh, but I'm the one with the blue check mark. Uh, I'm also, uh, one of three co-hosts of uh, bourbon pursuit. I've got a YouTube channel. Um, I'm about, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, I will have already announced my tour, but I'm doing a blind bourbon tour where I'm going around the country, putting blindfolds on people. And, uh, we're, we're tasting, uh, some bourbon in, uh, in music halls. Uh, I've been selling out fortunately in venues across the country so far, uh, 300 to 600 people in, in places all wearing blindfolds. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, That's uh, amazing. yeah, so those... Those Sounds are cakey. some of the things, uh, some of the things I'm doing now. I people take the blindfolds home because there's not much of a market for a used
3: blindfold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially these days. Yeah, there's no more Craigslist. So, yeah, <laughs> those days are gone. All
0: right. Well, I think that'll about do it for us then. Yeah. So, Fred, thank you so much for the the insight that you shared on. I know we kind of bounced around to a couple different topics, but you know that's what we like to do, and uh, I really appreciate. We really appreciate. You yeah, my pleasure.
1: It. It's good I'm, glad you, I'm glad you all have me on. And uh, mm-hmm. glad. You know we've been trying to schedule this for a while. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Absolutely.
3: Great. And I'm sure the conversation's not over. We'll, we'll follow through and sure. do some more stuff. Hopefully you're well. on the East
2: Coast soon and we can catch one of your shows. He's on the up. East Coast now. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm in Kentucky. It's East Coast. Yeah. No, oh, you just... know what I mean. Well, I was boy. I was just in Pittsburgh. I didn't see
1: you coming to it's... that. So I see how you feel about me. Oh,
2: oh
3: man. Ouch. Four yeah, wow.
1: hours It's more or away. That's
3: right. It's more than that.
1: I
0: in Philly. Philly,
3: Baltimore,
2: D C, New York.
1: Uh actually, no, we're not we're not I was in New York in December. Uh mm-hmm. I will be in D C. Uh Baltimore. Uh we got a I think I got an offer from a casino there, but I don't, I don't think we did the deal yet?
0: The Maryland, it, I gotta be either the Maryland Live Casino or the one in Perryville. Yeah. I would guess.
1: Yeah, it's it. It was the one associated with uh, Barstool Sports, I think. Okay. Okay. Maryland
0: Live. Yeah, that yeah. would be it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Our right, recording cool. studio is like an hour north of ninety-five or off ninety-five from there.
2: You're right. We're in between Philly mm-hmm. and Baltimore. So, so are funny. you? Are you all Ravens or Eagles fans?
0: I'm a Patriots fan.
2: I grew up in Texas. I, <laughs> If, if not I, an I don't know what that
0: that's, means, that's, that's, Are you, so you're a
2: Cowboys fan. I wouldn't admit it either. In the nineties, in the nineties, yes,
1: that's
3: right.
0: No, it's funny. So my my husband is actually an Eagles fan, and we just celebrated our four year unofficial official anniversary because we got together um, at his Super Bowl party where the Patriots and Eagles played each other four years ago. Nice and. You know, some stuff happened in that game. I don't want to talk about it. It's not worth going into, but we're still together. So I guess that's okay.
1: I mean, you all won. So
0: Eagles won. I was I was there in the. Oh, that's right. You're a Patriots fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) so Bobby was a Cowboys fan. I'm from Oklahoma and I was originally a Cowboys fan. But then they
2: I got I got tired of being a Cowboys fan. And I bring this. (laughs) So I went to high school in Oklahoma. So I feel like I was able to pick it because we don't have a team. I mean, we have the Razorbacks, Arkansas, right. or, mm-hmm. or OSU? That's it. Um, Oklahoma State, baby. That's where I yeah, went to college. Yeah, you're from the yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so now, I don't did know. you?
1: Where did you? Were you from Tahlequah, Grove? Where? So uh, you
2: were in northeast. No, I. So all I mean, all high school. Um, McCurton County. <laughs> so Broken Bow.
1: Oh yeah, I know Broken Bow. Yeah, yeah. It's an oil so there's country, a town called Smith. Area.
2: Yep, yep. There's a town called Smithville. Oh my God, are you that. serious? Did you? So what years were you at Smithville? oh my god uh most of the 90s up until 2000
1: they had really good basketball team back yes in the day. we
2: did yes yeah, we did
1: really good basketball we team. had
2: a crap baseball team and an amazing basketball team <laughs> yeah did. they won won a lot of state championships if the i recall braves. yeah Damn. smithville braves wow that's that's crazy Small there's real. 20 people in my school in my classroom so <laughs> yeah, they, they all play basketball that's
3: all they, they did. were yeah they were good Aaron, where, where are you from where'd you go to school um i am from just outside of baltimore um i actually went and that's to,
2: all the time we have for the right <laughs> um, I,
3: I actually i went to baltimore school for the arts for high school um you would and i i i followed the ravens from the beginning until i had too many kids to where i didn't even know what's going on i still have the <laughs> app on my phone and stuff pops up and i'm like oh someone that i don't know who they are made a Maybe so how many down. how
1: many of the eight kids do you have? You I have said three.
3: I have okay. three. Bobby has four. Yeah. Katie's slacking over here with yeah. just one. Sorry,
0: I just got started, so she's almost <laughs> three months old. You know? Aww. Yeah, That's she awesome. was the one that was over. I in wasn't the corner sure earlier. if I was
2: going to get into podcasting or a cult, so I really, <laughs> I really weighed my. I was, hey, man. But, Split not too basket. late to do both, brother. Yeah, that's well, right. You know? if the bur- if the bubble pops, I might have to go the cult route,
1: so Just Follow those
0: bourbon dips, right? <laughs> you got.
1: You've already got a. You got a fan base here, so yeah. all you got to do is activate them for for hey, cult guys, time. You know how and boom. You know how this <laughs> like, show
2: is normally about whiskey. Today it's about something else. <laughs>
0: Today we're gonna dig. In reverse. <laughs> we're gonna
1: dig deep into your feelings, and yeah. you're gonna dip into your wallet. Yeah. And uh, I, I need you to drink
3: this. <laughs> drink this. Drink yeah. this. No, not that. Yes. <laughs> sorry yeah. i digress for you guys no, you're, you're right. Right.
0: hey cask chasers that's it for this week's episode if this was your first time listening welcome to the family we're probably just as weird as that one relative but hopefully with better stories anyway make sure to check us out online at caskchasers.org podcast to catch up on our full library of episodes and as always follow us on facebook Instagram, and Twitter at Cask Chasers, so you can stay up to date on all things Cask Chasers, including new episodes, events, and deals on official Cask Chasers merch every whiskey enthusiast is sure to love. Big shout out to all of our sponsors and special guests for your continued support, and most of all to our listeners. You guys are the best. And until next time you tune in, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.